Good morning, I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson, and I'd like to welcome you to Cross Time with Pastor Curtis. We're studying the book of Ephesians. I would encourage you to get your Bibles and follow along with us. And uh, I know the Lord's going to say some things to us today, and I know this is going to be more than just a, a get-together. This is going to be something the Lord's going to speak to our hearts today, as He always does when we come sincerely to Him uh, in a Bible study in our study of His Word, because we want to have faith, uh, then walk uprightly before Him and please Him, and, and uh, when the enemy comes to attack us, we can find the victory in every situation that comes our way. So, uh, we've been in the book of Ephesians since last October uh, the 7th, so here we still are in, in September, and uh, we're in chapter 6. Uh, today is September the 1st, 2017, our 43rd session, and we are in Ephesians 6, and we will begin when we get there here in just a minute in verse 5, uh, but I'd just like to encourage you, please, if you watch these messages, share them, even if you find us on YouTube, uh, share it on Facebook, share it with your friends, and, and just uh, uh, get, help us get the word of the Lord out, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what the world needs as in their lost condition. It's the message the church needs to learn to live uprightly before the Lord, to be a witness unto Him and a testimony unto the world. So I'm just thankful that we Although we don't know everything, we do have God's Word, and we can learn, and we can learn to love the truth and to walk in the truth. So I encourage you to make this a family affair. Uh, uh, share it with your coworkers, your friends, and whoever. Just uh, uh, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, and uh, share it on Facebook. You know, I've got almost 3,000 friends, and if you've got 1,000 or, or 500 or four or 5,000, well, every time we share that, it just expands the opportunity for God to be able to minister to more people. So don't be ashamed of the gospel. Hit the share button and uh, let the gospel go forward. Praise God. So here we are in Ephesians chapter 6. We'll start in verse 5. Let's ask the Lord this morning to bless us. Father, in the name of Jesus, your precious Son that you gave on our behalf, we come to you this morning again asking you for a greater revelation of knowledge and grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that you would touch our hearts today, God, that you would minister your word to our hearts, that it would be engrafted inside of who we are, Lord God, that our faith would be legitimate, that we would live according to your word because your word was given to us that we might have faith, and faith overcomes any obstacles that keep us from serving you. And we praise you this morning, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Right before I came in here this morning, somebody had sent me last night a video to watch, and it was a video about, uh, and it was this big church, and there was a, a pastor in the pulpit kind of slid over to one side, and, and there was another man in his pulpit with him, and, and this other man was uh, a gay, a homosexual, and they were there to debate the scriptures, and uh, the, the pastor of this church was trying to show this homosexual uh, the Word of God. And, and really, it always comes down to this uh, for those who just choose a life of sin. Even when they try to say they're Christians and they're God's people and they're in God's will, it always comes down to this, as it did very quickly in the video. It's a, like a half hour long. I only got to watch the first four minutes. But I immediately... 
it always comes to this, that the homosexual guy who is a pastor, I believe, I may be wrong about that, but I believe he is, he, his, his comment was, yes, we have the Word of God, but we also have the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God will tell us the rest of the story, that the Bible really doesn't cover everything. Now, see, that is the same old lie that the devil showed up in the garden with. Adam and Eve had everything they needed. But the devil showed up and said they really didn't have the full story. And let me tell you something. If you've got a Bible, you've got the full story. You've got everything that you need. So we, you know, the Spirit of God will never contradict the Word of God. And you know, the Lord told me something this past week driving to work one day. He said, Curtis, there are those who can be full of the Word, and there are those who can be full of the Spirit. And there can be two different things. You can be full of the Spirit and not be full of the Word. You can be full of the Word and not be full of the Spirit. But we who are full of the Spirit must be hungry to learn the Word. Because faith, the faith that God gives, the faith that God honors, only comes by us hearing what God has said. And when people come along and say that God really hadn't told all the story, then that's people who say God really hasn't given us enough. And that's blasphemy toward what Christ did at Calvary. What Christ did at Calvary is a big period at the end of the sentence. That he finished it and it was more than enough, praise God. And that we have the word of God that shows us what God desires. God's words or God's thoughts spoken. So when we have Bible studies or we have church and we preach and we teach and we share the word of God, whether it's in a pulpit or in an office cubicle, it's the word of God. And we must come to the conclusion that God's word is the final authority and it is absolute truth. And when we try to go around it or say that's not the full story, we're saying God really didn't know what he was talking about completely. He missed it on some occasions. And the Spirit will come along and straighten that out. What we fail to understand is the Spirit of God is God. And he, there's no contradiction or flaws in God. So God's Spirit will never lead us outside of the Word of God. And if we want to be led by the Spirit of God, we've got to know what the Word of God is. Because He won't lead outside of that. So you have, if you have a Bible, you have the most precious commodity you will ever have in this life. Because it is the answer for every situation. There's nothing that you will come across that the Bible does not cover. Amen. Amen. And you might say, well, I don't find this situation in the Word of God. What you'll find in the Word of God is how He will deal with you in that situation, praise God. And you will know if it's pleasing to Him or not by what He's already said. Amen. Amen. So when we get into the Word, we must come to the conclusion that it is God's will, it is God's way, and He is not going any other way than according to His Word. He values what He has said so much that he, the Bible says He's exalted His Word even above His name. Praise God. It's a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. It is our light in a dark world, praise the Lord. It is the bread we consume each and every day as long as it's in the context of the one who claimed to be the living bread. His name is Jesus. Praise God. So, Ephesians, and I like to back up, of course, and start in chapter 1, verse 1, just that first verse to remind us all 
especially those who are just tuning in for the first time, uh, maybe wherever you're listening from. Ephesians 1 and 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints, which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Well, that's a Apparently talking about us because here we are uh, gathered up to hear the word of God. To, to, and the reason we want to hear the word of God is because we want to be faithful in Christ Jesus to our heavenly father. That Christ be magnified and our father be glorified. Amen. That better be the reason we're getting in the word. So we can magnify Jesus with the way we live and glorify our heavenly father. If that's not why we're getting in the word, we've missed the whole point. Praise God. Some may say... Well, no, I need to get in the Word to find direction. And that direction, if found correctly, the Spirit of God leads you in a certain direction. It will magnify the name of Jesus and glorify our Heavenly Father. <coughs> Every time. Every time. If what we're doing is not magnifying Jesus, representing Jesus, it cannot glorify God. And if God's not glorified, that means we're off track. Hallelujah. So here we are in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 5. And the Bible says, Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart, as unto Christ. Now here... Uh, some very important things in this scripture. First of all, if you happen to wake up one day and you're a servant and you have a master, there's nothing wrong with that. And it's quiet up in here. There's nothing wrong with that, that you're serving someone and you may not call a master and they don't call you servant, but you got a boss or you got someone you're working for uh, around their property and they're your master or they're, they're paying you a salary. Maybe they're putting you up. And I know because of the wrong things that have been done down through the years, and we spoke on this last week, that we don't like the words master and we don't like the word slavery. But when we come into the place of salvation, when we enter into Christ, uh, there is no bond or free. There is no black, white, yellow, brown, red, male, female, bond free. We're all in Christ. We're all the same in Christ. We're born again, bought by the blood of Jesus. So we've got to let go the historical things that apparently are still trying to tear our nation apart. All the racism and prejudging and judging each other based on how much money they have, what they drive, the color of their skin. Christians who are walking in the Spirit don't do that. I didn't say Christians don't do that. I said Christians who are walking in the Spirit, serving God, magnifying Jesus, and glorifying their Heavenly Father don't do that. Praise God. So, and here we're told that if you happen to be a servant, and we'll get to the direction for the masters here in a minute because there are direction from heaven to servants and masters. But this one happens to be here uh, to the servants saying, Be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. That means that we are to obey those that have the rule over us. We're to obey them. The word is obey. Here we are back to that question, will I take God's word as it is written or will I just try to replace some word that better puts what I like? I'm, I don't like the word obey. I ain't obeying nobody. <laughs> I'll obey God's word, but I ain't obeying nobody. That attitude right there proves you're not obeying God either. There we are back to the homosexual pastor that thinks he's serving God. 
He's not serving God. He, he's walking in rebellion against God, and the wrath of God is revealed from heaven upon him. And it's just the same way for those who won't obey their masters. You know, I've worked for many years in the secular world, and I've listened and even been a part of before just uh, getting caught up in that big gripe session. Just the boss is the enemy, and anything he says is ugly. And we, I mean, but... <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and we, we have to do what they say, but it's not according to Christianity. So the Lord's trying to get us to the place where our hearts are right with Him, and then we'll do what we need to do toward our masters on this earth, and then God will be glorified. Amen. God can't be glorified just because you got something right in your life, and then over here you're disobeying God blatantly. He's not glorified in that. Amen. And, it, it, and when God's not being glorified, that actually means he's resisting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. When, when God stops resisting, it's because you've grabbed a hold of the word of God, received it from the heart by faith, and you're obeying. You're drawing from the grace of God, which means letting God work in your life. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because if I'm going to obey my master, I'm going to have to, first of all, let God be God. See, it's not really about me obeying my master. It's about me serving Christ. <coughs> well, I ain't serving him. I ain't doing, I ain't doing everything he tells me to do. I, you're not serving Christ. And we'll see it right here this morning. Servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. That means according to what they're telling you to do in this flesh. It don't mean in the fleshful, sinful, abomination lifestyle. It means in this body of flesh we live. If he tells you to sweep the floor, sweep it up. Go sweep the floor as you're doing it unto Christ. Hallelujah. Thanking God you got a job. You got a boss. Amen. Amen. Servants, be obedient. Everybody say obedient. obedient. Obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. With fear and trembling. This means with honor and respect and thankful, without murmuring and complaining, with fear. The Bible says with fear and trembling. Another place we see that phrase is that we're working out our own salvation with fear and trembling. That means we're just accepting what Christ has done for us. He has finished the work. He is working in us this great salvation He provided at Calvary. And by our faith in that and what God has said, then we get to work out what He's working in. Amen. Doesn't mean you work for your salvation. That would be a contradiction of Scripture's. We work out our salvation, praise God. And so with fear and trembling, that means, that means there is an honor there. When your boss or your master or whatever it is, we don't have those phrases really anymore today except in something probably negative that's going on. Uh, but the heart has to be right before the Lord first or it won't be able to be right toward your master. It just won't happen. He says, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. That, refer- that means this, that I'm serving Christ. If I go to work every day to serve Christ, <coughs> I'm not going to be caught up in all the negativity about my boss. He's human like I am. Amen. I mean, some of us were really, I ain't going to be ugly, but some of us were a little too smart to become a supervisor. But we know what it entails. And we're not all called to be supervisors. 
I'm one of those. I'm not called to be a supervisor out in that secular world where you can't really carry out the, the plan. Uh, not in today's world. You can't anyway. But the Bible here says, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. We're, we go to work and we do what we're told. We obey our masters, our employers, our whoever, uh, in fear and trembling. Why? The fear and trembling is not because we're scared of them. The fear and trembling is because we respect what Christ did at Calvary for us. He's the one who's given me this job, that boss, that master. He's the one who's blessed me with this way to provide for my family. And that's the way we have to see it. It's, it's seen very seldom, very seldom do people live this way. Uh, just any work scene, any workplace you go on, you're going to find nothing but griping and murmuring and complaining. Every little instruction that comes down the pike, well, I don't know why they just can't find somebody else to do it. They're just trying to load me up. It's all, they just won't get anybody, oh, it's all about me. And I've heard it for years. And when people come and say, they're just trying to make me do it all. Oh, that guy over there, he's sleeping. And they just dump everything on me. And I always tell people, if you're about to go up a mountain and you've got two mules and one of them's weak and one of them's strong, you're going to put most of the load on the strong donkey. And I'm not calling us donkeys, but I'm making a point here. You're getting more to do because you can and are, uh, and are willing to do more. But, the, the, but even though you're willing to do more and you do a great job, where you're, and I have through the years missed it, is that we gripe and murmur and complain about it. God won't honor that. He won't honor that. If you want God to honor what you do, just thank Him for the opportunity. You know, I, I'm learning that when I see other people sleeping on the job and they've loaded me down through the years with more to do, I, I, my flesh doesn't like that. But the Lord always quickens my heart and reminds me, I've given you what you have. I've given you the mentality. I've given you what you need to do this. And I'm going to bless you because you do this. Amen. Those who work are more blessed than those who don't. I'm not talking about having a job. I'm talking about they all have a job, whoever they are, and these folk won't work, and these folk do. They may be all getting the same paycheck, but these folks that are working, God's going to be determined to make sure they get blessed. They get more of an opportunity for promotion because God is faithful to those that will work. Hallelujah. Those that are lazy and slothful and murmuring and complaining, God's resisting them even when it looks like he's not. Mm. But all you got to do today is repent, say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me, and help me to stop griping, murmuring, and complaining. You gave me this job. There are many that wish they had it, and I'm thankful I've got it. Hallelujah. And be, and be obedient to those that give you something to do without going through a half-hour griping first. You know, just, just if, if we're doing it as unto Christ, amen. You know that's how we need to live. As unto Christ. My boss is not Christ. Thank God I do have a Christian boss. One of the best I've ever had. But he's not Christ. But I can serve Christ through him. Even if he's lost, I can serve Christ through him. Not, not that God flows through him, but that God gave me him as a boss, as a, a master. And now everything I'm doing, I'm doing it as unto Christ through him. 
obeying the commands he gives me. The Bible here teaches, you know, when we go to I ain't doing nothing, he tells me he ain't God. That's a fact. He ain't God. But if I'm going to serve Christ, I'm going to have to do what he tells me to do. And when I'm in rebellion and I'm not doing it and I'm trying to push what he gave me off on somebody else, I'm not serving Christ. I don't care if I'm shouting hallelujah every Sunday and Wednesday. I'm not serving Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hmm. So, singleness of heart as unto Christ. Let me bear in on that just a second. Not that I hadn't already, but singleness of heart means that you realize it's Christ you're serving. It's Christ you're serving. Even in your hard, hot, sweaty, whatever you're... God gave you that to provide for you. But he's the one that's providing for you through that. He gave you the ability to do it. Some people can't do what you do. And you can't do what some others can do. But singleness of heart means that we're determined we're serving Christ today. I'm going to work to serve Christ today. They asked me to do something, I'm going to do it. Not only that, but because I'm serving Christ, I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to try to honor the Lord in this. If they tell me to sweep that pile of dirt up right there, and there's another pile a foot away from it, I'm going to sweep both piles of dirt up because I'm serving Christ. I'm, I'm not going to sweep one under the rug and say, well, they didn't tell me to sweep that oven up. Not serve, that's an attitude, we're not serving Christ. Well, they ain't telling nobody else to sweep up no dirt. Are you serving Christ? If you're griping and murmuring and complaining, it's because you're trapped in serving that man. And God's not honoring you serving that man unless you're serving him first. Amen. So singleness of heart means I'm serving Christ in the way that I treat my boss, do what my boss tells me, because it says Obey. Do what they say. A lot, of the, a lot of the younger generation don't know anything about that. They'll have a job for a week and quit because the boss told them to do something. Hmm. I remember years ago, there was a woman putting on makeup. It wasn't break or lunch. And she's over there just putting on her makeup and everything. And the boss walked up to the table and told her, you need to put that stuff away and go to work. And she said, no, you need to get away from me. And he walked away and let her keep doing her thing. And that's the workforce in a big way today. Verse 6, not with eye service. That means... Not just batting the eye, not just saying, okay, I, all right, I'll do it, you know, no, you know, problem. The Bible says, not with eye service, as men pleasers. Remember who we're serving, Christ. We're not, we're not serving our boss, we're obeying our boss. We're serving Christ. Amen. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ. Here it is again. We're having to be reminded. Amen. 
We're having to be reminded here, I say it a lot recently, that the New Testament was not only to reveal Jesus and how to be saved, but it also is instruction on us how to live saved that we desperately need. Left to ourselves, even as the children of God, we'll build a golden calf tomorrow and we'll get under it and worship God through it. We'll think we are, but we're really not. We'll try to serve God in our own ways, in the vain imaginations of our own heart, our own minds. But thank God we don't have to do that. We have written instruction and reminders. This is what we are to do. This is how we are to live. Left without the New Testament instruction, we would never make it. And I'm very well aware that if we didn't have it, we'd be in big trouble. So the Bible teaches that we're not to be men pleasers. We're not, we're not just serving our masters, our bosses. We're not just serving with eye service, just agreement with the eyes. Sure, I'll do that. No problem. You know, and then the boss goes away and you don't do it. But it says, as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. The Holy Spirit didn't leave out one detail. We can't serve God in the will of God except it be from the heart. And we've just see, seen where it's the singleness of heart. Did we just see that? Verse 5. In singleness of heart, we're serving Christ. So, doing the will of God is only accepted by God as us doing the will of God if it's as unto Christ, if we're doing it as unto Christ. So, uh, we, need to, we need to pay attention to what we're doing. And listen, not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it. Who are we serving? We need to be very well aware of the presence of the Lord in our lives. We like to quote that scripture all the time. He'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me when it's real horrible situation. But that's a reality on our what we might call best day. That's a reality on a healthy day on the job that God's given you. That's a reality. He's not leaving you. He's not forsaking you. And because he's there, he's expecting us to be aware of his presence there and to be serving him, praise God, with an awareness of his presence, an awareness of, of what he's done for us and we should be thankful. You know, we, we wouldn't say a lot of things we say if we were conscientious of the Lord's presence. Before we left out the door at work yesterday, uh, uh, you know, there was uh, one guy, he, he, he said uh, to me, he said, you better be glad you're a preacher. In other words, he'd give me a, the thoughts of his own sinful mind if, 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 I, if I weren't a preacher. And, uh, you know, and I turned around, and he, and he was headed out, and I turned around and told the crowd standing there, I said, it, it amazes me how many people lack the awareness of God's presence. But I said, if you're lost, you don't know the presence of God. And, man, there's always a hush that comes over the, a group of people when, when you start even mentioning the Lord, and you get real serious and saying some certain things. And, and I gave them an example. I said, it's like the people I walk up on, and they're cursing, they're using foul language, and, and, and they say, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I wouldn't have been saying that if I would have seen you there. And, and I always tell them, I said, well, the Lord was here before I got here. 
And it brings great conviction, it brings great anger in the heart because most people aren't serving Christ. Even Christians aren't trying to serve Christ or just trying to make it through the day. With the, and, and they'll give you the testimony when you ask them what's going on. And they say, little is possible. And, uh, and they want that to be the case. Uh, and they don't want to be disturbed. They don't want to be interrupted. They're, they're playing what they've got planned. But you know, God's got a plan for you too. And it's called serving Christ. And, and when we're doing that, it's because we're aware of who He is in our lives, what He's done for us, what He's paid for us, the price He's paid for Him to be able to be our Father, us to be His children, us to have a revelation of the Word of God, to be able to live our lives not just on a Sunday morning in a building with pews in it and somebody singing out of a hymn book, but even on our jobs serving, we can be serving Christ on our jobs Every day of the week we can be serving Christ just as easy and just as faithfully as we can in a building called the church when we're singing. Amen. So, uh, it's with fear and trembling, it's in singleness of heart, as unto Christ, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. And, and, and I want to bring in something this morning. First Peter chapter 2, if we can turn over there and look at that. 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, I'd like to start reading in verse 13 of 1 Peter chapter 2. Uh, verse 13, the Bible says, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Wow. For the Lord's sake. Now, 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 let's stop right there and talk about that. When the Bible says anything, and th there's more than one reference to uh, something going on in our lives, for the Lord's sake. Now, let me, let me just share with you what that means this morning. For the sake of the Lord, for the Lord's sake, it means that so that Christ and what he did at Calvary, for his sake, for what he did at Calvary, won't be in vain for our lives. Because, see, he didn't just die on the cross to get you to heaven, to get you uh, uh, past uh, the gates of hell and, and uh, to, uh, to uh, escape the gates of hell and to be in heaven with him forever. No, what he did on the cross for you and me was to, yes, it was to get us to heaven in eternity spent with him, but it was also in today's time to be able to represent him, to magnify Jesus, serve Jesus, and to glorify our God and bring forth fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So anything the Bible says for the Lord's sake, for the sake of the Lord, and it's got something to do with us, it means that we don't take in vain what he did at Calvary, that Jesus for his sake, dying on the cross for me, now through my faith in him, the Holy Spirit will empower me to submit myself, not to the ordinances that I like, but to every ordinance of man. You see, it is a biblical truth that you and I are called to obey every ordinance of man. Stop at the stop signs. Don't speed on the highways. Don't steal. Don't All these, these ordinances of man, civil ordinances that the book of Acts teaches as well, are here for our benefit. Amen. 
And when we're griping about them, we're not experiencing the benefits we could. Well, I, I may be griping, but I'm still doing everything. Yeah, but you're not experiencing what God wants to give you that he can't give you through your murmuring and griping and complaining. See, there's another level than just obeying your boss and getting a paycheck. There's a level God wants you to walk in where he pours out on your life because you're serving him faithfully more than your master, more than your boss. You're serving Christ and God. God's got a lot more than a paycheck for you. Somebody said amen. Hallelujah. I like the paycheck, but I like better what God will pour out on me because if God's not pouring out on me, that paycheck won't really get taken care of what I really need taken care of. I need more than electricity and food on my table. I need the peace of God. I need the joy of God. I need the direction of God. I need the favor of God that will come to my life when my faith is in the cross and then I'm, in, I'm praising God for His direction. It's not always easy, but it's possible because we have the Spirit of God that not only tells us this is the way to go, but if we'll just say, okay, help me, then He'll take us that way. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Submit yourselves, 1 Peter 2 and 13, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme or unto governors as unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Oh, what a revelation. How are we going to put to silence the ignorance of foolish men with well-doing. What is well-doing? Serving Christ in all things. Praise God. We go to work. Most people, most Christians don't go to work to serve Christ. They go to work to get a paycheck. And if that's the attitude, you'll try to get out of everything that they've tried to put on you. Or you might even be one of those that had a daddy and a granddaddy that raised you up to be workers and you may just be working trying to satisfy and make yourself look good to your boss and that's a good thing I guess, but it won't bring God on the scene unless you're serving Christ in all that. Instead of See, we can go to work and try to make ourselves look like we're all that and, and we can get promoted, but it's us working. It's us being prom promoting ourselves, and it's just them promoting us. But we need to bring God in on our lives. Hallelujah. And he's ready to come in, but he can't come in and do what needs to be done till we're willing to serve Christ. Amen. Amen. So far so is the will of God that with well-doing, everybody say well-doing, well-doing, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. And what God concerns well-doing is us obeying our masters, our bosses, those that have authority over us, not with eye service, not with just agreement in the way we look and we make facial expressions. Sure, I'll get it done, whatever you say. But it's us serving Christ. There is no well-doing except serving Christ. We've kind of been ministering that here lately, that only those that serve uh, God by serving Christ in righteousness, peace, and joy are acceptable to God. Nobody else is acceptable to God. The only way we can serve God is by serving Christ in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. 
And if you've not heard that, if you're new to the broadcast, just go to our website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Go to my YouTube page, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or look back on my Facebook page and watch last Wednesday's message. Watch last Sunday's message. And I pray, and I, I don't know God will give you a revelation of some things that you desperately need for yourself, for your family, for the way that God intends on you to carry yourself and to live, praise God. Until we find that, He's not going to pour out on you. And I have to say that, God's not just going to pour out on you just because He's a loving Heavenly Father. He has got a way, and when we get in that way, then He opens the windows of heaven, then He begins to promote, then He begins to bless. But as long as we're living in a way that we say, well, I know what I should be doing, but God loves me anyway, which is a factual statement, but God is holding back some things from us until we go His way, until we prove to Him that we are are going to trust him in what he said. And when we do, he's never failed to begin to load us daily with benefits, to pour out of heaven things that we could have never imagined. Because, see, it's God's word is his way. And when we get in his word and we go his way, he's going to bring the benefits. Amen. Amen. He's going to bring the benefits. There's a lot of people, right? Millions, hundreds of millions, who just think that God is honoring their good intentions. And He has never done that. He will never do that. He honors faith in the Word of God. Amen. So, I know there are not a lot of preachers like us around, not a lot of churches like ours around, because we're what they called old hat, old-time religion. God ain't in all that. You need to come along. You need to... You need to get in what God's doing today. And I can stand on solid ground and tell you what God's doing today is based on the first truth He ever brought to the fallen man and woman in the Garden of Eden. He's not changed His plan. He's not changed His mind. He's just intensified that same word, that same plan He offered in the Garden. He's not changed it one bit. He's just intensified. He's just revealed it more and more until His Son came and fulfilled it. And He won't change His word because you want to live a sinful lifestyle. He won't change his plan because you won't come this way. God doesn't have a plan B. If you don't get in on plan A, you ain't getting in at all, friend. And you better be glad somebody's bold enough to stand up and tell you the truth. It ain't all about just God loves you anyway. No, God loves every person that busted hell wide open and is there in torment right now. But the days of him, their opportunities are over. Yes, God loved them right into hell all the way because He gave His Son to prove it. But if we reject Jesus, then we're rejecting Him. Not only are we rejecting Him, but we're rejecting His plan for our lives. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. As free and not using your liberty for a cloak of maliciousness, but as the servants of God. Honor all men. Everybody say, honor all men. Honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the forward. 
You got a worldly, mean, obnoxious, lost, sinful boss. The Bible, let's look back to what God has said, not only to the good and gentle master, but also to the forward. That word means perverse. You got a perverted boss. You got a, a wicked master. The Bible says here that we're to be subject to them with all fear. We're to continue to serve Christ. The Bible doesn't say that we're to look for another master. The Bible says we're to serve them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're to serve that master with all fear. And not only the ones we like, but the ones we really don't like. The forward. For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongly. Did you see that? This is thankworthy. For what glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently? But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's all about, it comes down to this, serving Christ. How do we serve Christ? Not just any way we want to. First of all, you have to have faith and keep your faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. His very sacrifice, the death of Jesus. No, he's not hanging there. He's at the right hand of the Father. He's been raised from the dead on the third day. But you and I must keep our faith in the sacrifice. The Bible plainly teaches that. That we keep our faith in the sacrifice of Christ and then we get in the Word of God to see the direction of God given us for our lives today in this very hour. And the Bible is still prevalent today. Why? Because it is the Word of Almighty God. Hallelujah. And it is eternal. That tells me that the Word of God is not something that's old style. It's old. We can come up with something new now. God is eternal and God's Word, what He said is eternal. It will never be consumed and used up and good for nothing no more. It is eternal. The, he, he claims in His Word, God is. God says that when everything else is burned up and gone, His Word will still stand forever and forever. So I'm going to follow Christ. Christ by what the Word of God leads me to do. Amen. So watch this verse 7. With goodwill doing service. With goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Now let me say something about that. There are a lot of people that have an attitude. Well I'll do what they tell me. Because God told me to. A bad attitude puts you right out of pocket, right out of, right out of serving Christ. See, if we're serving Christ, we're not going to have a bad attitude. Oh, no, we're not going to like when we're treated perversely. We're not going to like when we're treated wrong. But nine times out of ten, when we accuse people of treating us wrong, when it's just something blatantly that we can't see, it's something going on in our own mind, just our old flesh. Because we've been treated by somebody ugly before. It's kind of like people who've been divorced. Marriage. They, the, their, their marriage ended in divorce and they had a horrible situation. So now they bring that luggage into their next marriage. And a lot of times the woman or the man, the husband or the wife, they just assume these things are going on in, their, in that other one's mind. Just because it was going on, you got to let all that go, friend. 
You can't serve Christ with a heavy load of suitcases from something in the past. You just got to get thankful today. God, I'm sorry I brought all this luggage into this new marriage that you blessed me with. I, Lord, I'm sorry that I've been carrying all this mess around from the past because you've surely told me that if I'll just look, if I'll just behold, I will see that all things are brand new. Hallelujah. And that you're working everything for my good. You've given me this boss. You've given me this job. And whether I like them or not, I like you. I love you. And I'm going to let them see you through me. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to serve you by serving them. Hallelujah. It's the same way in ministry. You know, if you're serving a preacher and just trying to please a preacher, then and that's it, then it's, it's pretty obvious because you, you're not, you're not uh, surrendered and serving the other leaders of the church. And, and you're just serving him. Just him. Oh, nobody else. Just him. No, listen. If you work the nursery, you're going to have to submit to the one who's over the nursery. Amen. If you're the youth pastor, you're going to have to be submitted to the pastor because he's over you in the ministry. And, and every uh, avenue of ministry, if you're really going to serve Christ, you're going to have to serve that one there who's over that. Amen. Bless God, I just don't. Well, you'll just be out looking in. You'll just be on the outside looking in of what you could be having. And you'll do without a whole lot until your heart gets right with the Lord. And I can't make your heart right. You can't make my heart right. I can't get up and preach the house down to try to make your heart right. It's a personal thing. I have to choose to serve Christ. And it can't just be, okay, I'll serve you, Lord. And you know I don't like it. But I'll say that. That's not singleness of heart. My heart is still mad at someone or angry that I've got to come and do what they tell me to do. But with singleness of heart, for the sake of the Lord, I'm going to let the Lord conform me and shape me into His image. You know, when Christ died for us, it was all about us. On the way to the die, Him bearing His own cross, toting that old heavy cross, down that road and up that hill. Even on the way, he once I know, and the Lord always reminds me of this in my heart, how uh, carrying that cross that day to be crucified, he stopped at a woman crying, still trying to minister. That heavy load on him. We call our job a heavy load. We don't know what a heavy load is. Christ knows what a heavy load is. Stopped with that cross on him right there and said, Woman, don't be weeping for me. Weep for yourself. Stop to minister. Minister. He was thinking about us when he went to that cross. He wasn't just thinking about how we wouldn't go to hell and how we'd be with him forever. He was thinking about how we would be a brand new creation. And now that he did what he did for us, that now we could walk in victory. We could become obedient to the Word of God with joy. Hallelujah. Thank God I'm not lost anymore. Lord, I need your help. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I've got a job. Thank God I've got a boss. He may be wicked. He may be a drunk when he leaves the job. He may be a drunk when he comes to work, but I can serve you, Christ. I can serve Christ through being faithful to Christ on my job. Hallelujah. And I believe the Lord will even promote you. Might even give you his job one day. 
But the Bible says, with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. We've got to understand that God's plan for us is that we serve Him. And the one way we're seeing in the Scriptures here of serving Him is by serving our masters with obedience, doing what they tell us to do with joy. And let me tell you something, working in our society is not an easy thing to do. Because all around us, if you go to work to do your job faithfully as unto the Lord, they got all kind of names for you. Suck up, brown noser, and the list goes on and on. The boss's pet, no, all these things. And all those names are derived by the enemy so that our flesh will just join the ranks of the unthankful. You go to work. That's the first thing. Get up and go to work and do your job while you're there. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb, my friend, in today's society. Because the, uh, America especially thinks we, got, we ought to just be get, they ought to just pay me for showing up. That's not serving Christ. It's not what the Bible teaches. Mm. Knowing with good will doing with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. And again, over and over in these two or three verses we've read, its, it's focus is unto the Lord, unto Christ. We're, we're serving Christ. When, when I come to minister on Sunday morning, yeah, the, I believe that the Lord wants to minister to you through me in the message, the Word of God, just like Friday mornings in this teaching. But I come to serve Christ. I do it because I'm serving Christ. I'm not serving you, although I am, and you're serving me. We submit to each other, and we serve each other in certain ways. But I'm serving Christ by serving you the Word of God. In the right context, that is. Watch this. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does... Now, now hold it. This is where we've missed it for years as a church and, and predominantly still are. We read that and we think that just any good thing, any good deed we go do, that God is going to honor it. But that's not the case. We've heard the instruction that it's all focused on or, or, or the good deeds we're doing or the good things we're doing. Is it because we're serving Christ? Is it as unto the Lord? Just because we bless God, well, okay, I'll do it. Can I give you another example? Years ago, my job, this was way back in 2005, the boss showed up and said, uh, this is something I need done, laid out it, what needs to be done, who wants to do it? And everybody there, the whole pack of folks said, I ain't doing it, I ain't volunteering, I already do enough, I already got a load on me. And I'm not boasting in me this morning, but I just felt like I'd like to do that. I'll do it. I'll volunteer to do it. And I wasn't thinking at the moment, I'm going to serve you, Jesus. <laughs> but it's just my heart. Nobody wants to do it. I'll do it. I'll volunteer to do it. And it was something that I really didn't even know how to do. And all the people that said I won't do it, when I volunteered to do it and I set out to do it, I said, uh-oh, I don't know how to do this. I said, can anybody help me? And though they didn't volunteer to do it, a couple of them pulled their chair up close and said, okay, this is how you do it. How do you get the quantity here uh, multiplied by this and, and, and put out here and all this? And I didn't know how to do any of that. And they told me how to do it, and I did it. And I began to do it, and it began to expand. And my boss's boss showed up one day and said, I just wanted to meet the man that was sending me the spreadsheet. See, this is how God works. 
And, and she said, okay, you're doing a great job, but can you add another couple of columns? And I said, yes, ma'am, I can do that. That meant I will. And then when she left and told me after she told me what she wanted, I said, I don't know how to do that. So I went and got them same people that didn't want to do it, and they didn't mind helping me do it or tell me what I need. So they told me, and boo, I was like, ooh, I'm excited about this. I'm learning something new. I like this. And, and, and you know what? She showed up again and said, I'd like to have you come work for me. <laughs> Amen. Christians who are walking in the Spirit, serving Christ, they don't run from work. Amen. They're not scared of work. And the world has its saying. It says, oh, they're not scared of work. They'll lay down right beside it and go to sleep. That's not a Christian living for the Lord, serving Christ. We go to work. We, we'll do our job. And guess what? We'll go that extra little bit if, if we have some information Amen. We, we, we'll, do, we'll, we'll sweep that second pile of dirt up too. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's the life of a Christian serving Christ. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, and let me stop again, and make sure we understand. It's not just any old good thing you decide you'll go do. It's serving your masters, obeying your masters on the job. This is the context of the story. Anything that you do serving Christ. That's, that's what we're reading here. Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Whether, you, whether you're a bond and you're bound to some master or you're free makes no difference. If you're serving Christ, and what you're doing is because you're serving Christ, and God knows the difference. We might fake each other out, but you can't fake God out. And that's why there's a whole lot of folk doing stuff that's not being blessed of the Lord because they're not doing it to serve Christ. And there is a difference. Amen. Whatever that man, whatever good thing that man does, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. Now, I love scriptures like this because it's the Lord showing us the way to walk to be thankful for Him, to know that He saved us, we can serve Him now. And one way we do it is by being obedient, obedient to our masters, our bosses, those that have authority over us, whoever that might be, by the way. And then the good things we do along the way serving Christ by doing, uh, being obedient to our bosses, our masters, whatever, God has promised He will give it to us. The same shall we receive of the Lord. And it's taught in other places in the Word of God. Whatsoever a man sow, he shall reap. And it starts out with this. Be not deceived. That whatsoever a man sow, that shall he also reap. Amen. If we're, if we're just doing what we're told at work, and it's not serving Christ, then we're going to end up with the benefits of that. It's because it's for us. It's for us to be seen. It's not for Christ to be seen. Can we say something about that? Are we doing what we do at work so Christ can be seen? Are we doing what we're doing at work so that we can be seen? Amen. It always gets kind of quiet. The same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And here it comes. And you masters do the same thing unto them. 
You know, and the attitude is when the servants hear this, pray God, see there? Yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all know y'all got, no, nah, that's wrong. You're wrong. You're still wrong. You hadn't got it yet. You're still more concerned about what the masters are supposed to be doing than what the servants are. <laughs> Amen. It gets quiet this morning. I know this is not popular teaching. And this kind of teaching right here busts the head wide open of the devil when he's trying to get us to live in some kind of racist, prejudiced society that we refuse to be a part of. Amen. Rebellious society. Everybody on the job just doing what they have to do. Little as possible. And that's what I'm talking about. I, I'm just doing little as possible. I'm not looking for what I can do to work for Christ today. I'm looking for what I can get out of doing. That's the mentality of the workforce, predominantly. But if we would go to work to serve Christ, my Lord, I promise you, that place we work for, God would bless it and prosper it. And when he does, he's going to prosper you in the midst of it. But see, we, the flesh can't know the things of God. We think if we gripe a little bit, bless God, maybe they'll get it one day. Maybe they'll see who we are if we let them know they ain't doing enough. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says serve Christ. Right. Amen. Right. And you masters do the same thing unto them. The same direction for servants is to the masters. Forbearing threatening. That means put off threatening. Don't be going around threatening folk. Threatening foe. If you've told them to do their job and if they don't, they get a day off. When they don't do it, give them a day off. But the threat's not there. The threat is just the guidelines laid out. It's the same with the Word of God. You walk in the light. You walk with the Lord. You experience the benefits. You don't. Bad things come into our lives because we reject what God has said. He's not a robot, and neither are we. He's given us his direction. If we follow it, the blessings also do. If we don't, then... The opposite of blessings happen. What's that? Cursings. Negative things. Ugly things. And it's not that those things don't come anyway sometimes, but they definitely automatically come every time we're walking outside the will of God. And you masters do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening. Amen. How many bosses you ever seen on the job? They just All they do is walk around and threaten folk. Just all day long threatening folks. Man, where I worked for years, we got bosses that, that tell you, if you do this, if you do that, this is what's going to happen. Just threatening them. And when they do it, nothing happens. There's a problem in America today in, in a lot of companies uh, with disciplining people on the job. One person will be messing something up, so instead of going to that one person and dealing with them about their issue, they'll just change the rules for the whole company. That's wrong. Amen. But we don't have to go around and just threaten everybody every day. We lay the guidelines out. If they don't follow them, boom, comes the discipline. Amen. So forbearing threatening, knowing that your master, everybody say, I have a master. Even if you're a master, you have a master. That your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. Amen. God don't treat the master differently than he treats the servant. If they're both serving Christ, he treats them both the same. So the point in this segment of Scripture, I believe, is for the children of God, the Spirit-filled children of God who know the truth, who are walking in the truth, can have direction, and God gives us the instruction so that he can pour out more on us and bless us more if we'll just go his way. 
Amen. God don't just show up and give us direction so he can say, I'm God and that's just it. You don't need to know anything else. You just trust me as God. No, the reason God reveals himself to his people is so he can bless his people. Every name given to God in the Old Covenant is a name that describes what God will do for those that follow him. Every single one of them. Not just who he is as God, but who he is as Lord God, provider God, blesser God. Amen. Our heavenly Father that loves us more and has more provision in his heart for us, a desire for us, than our earthly fathers could ever have. But our earthly fathers, they may go ahead and dump out on us whether we're rebellious or not, but God won't. He calls it to be this way. It's not a threat. It's simply a promise. And if we walk in His Word, which is His will, which is His promise, His way, then all the blessings that follow will come. Not saying bad things won't still happen, because they will. But you'll have, you'll have the favor of God, the presence of God, the strength and the power of God right there with you at all times. Praise God. So the message is not just to servants, it's not just to masters, it's to Christians. No matter where you find yourself. And you can be thankful where you are, no matter your position, where you're a supervisor or just a, an employee under a supervisor. You can be thankful and you can serve Christ and you can serve Christ victoriously. Thankful, not caring, not getting involved in all the negative things because Christ died for you to have victory so you could have the favor of God, the power, the joy of the Lord. You could be experiencing Him in the midst of of your situation every day. And I'm thankful to know that. We've got the Word of God, that's the light of God, the way of God, and the blessings flow into our lives by faith in God's Word that we can exhibit correctly if our faith remains in the cross. Praise God. Glad you tuned in. God loves you. We love you. And we'll be right back next week uh, right here uh, with this favorite part of my chapter 6, uh, but I said next week, we won't be here next week, uh, we'll skip a week because I will be, uh, no, I'll be here next week, I'm sorry, we'll be here next week, I get confused when you're going every direction, so tune in with us, God bless you, we'll see you next week, praise God. Mm -hmm.